Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. We've got a great new sponsor at the Five Reasons Sports Network. It's Rock Esports Center. That's R-O-K Esports Center. It's a gaming lounge, but it's more than that. You can eat, drink, and play all day, host your next birthday party there, or just hang out with us. We're going to start doing some watch parties from there, all kinds of cool stuff. It's at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay. Again, that's 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay. 5,500 square feet, state-of-the-art center, equipped with the high-end power of Industry Titans, Corsair, and Origin PC. They got all the games there. We're going to run 2K tournaments. I know Brady and Alex are already going at it on that. So we'll do all that stuff. But also, they got a, they got a food menu. They've got drinks. They've got everything there. You got to check the place out. It's Rock Esports Center. Day passes available for 25 bucks. And if you mention five reasons or use the code 5RSN, you get five bucks off. So it's $20 to play all day long. They've got parking. Look, in Miami, we need to say that because we know people don't like to go down there for that reason. They have parking too. It's it's a full it's in a shopping center. So go to Rock Esports Center again, 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay. Mention five reasons or five RSN. And get five dollars off, so it's just twenty dollars to play all day. And now today's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow him at Brady Hawk 305. Make sure that you're subscribed to all of our feeds because we've posted a ton of episodes over the past week from media day and from training camp, we did 13, not wouldn't say one-on-one, but exclusive interviews, 13 exclusive interviews with heat players, as well as, uh, uh, you know, we have Jimmy Butler sound on there too, but all of the hopefuls we've talked to them at this stage. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to get into who we want to see what from as the scrimmage is Monday night. This is the red, white, and pink scrimmage. And then on Tuesday, the Charlotte Hornets come in, and so Miami will be able to take a look at some of their players against other players on Tuesday. And, guys, I'm going to start here with a conversation I had with Eric Spolstra after camp broke on Saturday. And, Brady, you were up there with me. And I got a chance to talk to Eric on the side for just a few minutes. And I'll just say this. Um, He seems pretty comfortable with this group. Now, as a coach, he should be. He's going to project that, no question. But there were specific things that he was saying 
that I think are informative as we go into these next couple of days. The one thing he kept talking about was functional depth. Okay. And, you know, I, I think what he meant by that, he explained it to me a little bit more detail when we were, we had a chance to converse on this, which is that last year he felt like there were a whole bunch of guys sort of competing for the same position. And that made things complicated for him. And this year, it feels like he's got it sorted out in his head. And when I mentioned the word pecking order to him, I don't think he's necessarily used that, but he didn't disagree with it, which is that you have obviously your stars, right? It's Jimmy, it's Bam, and I think it's safe to put Tyler in that category. And that's the projection for him this year. That's what you're hoping for. Then you've got the guys that you absolutely know you can count on for various reasons. Caleb Martin is one. I think Kevin Love in you know, a small role potentially as a starter is another. I think they'd like Kyle Lowry to be one of those if he accepts the role that they see for him, which is about 20 minutes off the bench and then potentially closing some games when they need a ball handler. Then they have some guys who are a little bit further in the system, right? Like Haywood Highsmith is one of those who's a little bit further along in the system. They've seen something from him. Orlando Robinson, maybe, because of some of what happened in Summer League this year. I think they put Thomas Bryant there, even though he wasn't in the system this year. Then there's kind of the the, the high-ceiling guys that they've invested the draft picks in, right? Hakez. Jovic. And then there's a whole bunch of others, right? That they like something about Jamal Kane, that athleticism. Okay. The ability to kind of be an additional wing who could be a three and D player or uh, RJ Hampton, the high end prospect who brings one specific skill defense, but has more upside on the offensive end that they would like to flesh out. And as we're going to go through some of the other guys here, whether, again, it's a Drew Smith, who they've talked up as a point guard, who they believe has gotten a little bit better each time they've had him, or some of the others, whether it's, again, a Cole Swider, potentially a shooting prospect, who's somebody that Bam out of bio cited as the young guy who has popped the most in camp. They have, again, I think a pecking order. I think there's an understanding of where guys are going to fit, and then it's kind of like which of the guys in those classifications jumps out the most and fills the biggest need as he tries to fill out this rotation. And Brady, when we talked to him about this, he said he's not exactly sure he's going to have a rotation until maybe the last preseason game or until the last preseason game is over. He wasn't even sure how many preseason games they had, uh, but it seems like it's going to be a process as they go forward to kind of say, okay, what we saw from this guy in camp, does it translate? And then does it fit? with the other players who we know are going to play. And that's where I'm going to come back to one more thing here before I let you jump in, is that their whole idea is they decide who their best guys are, and then the guys who are going to play around them are the guys who are going to enhance and complement those players. So the players who are going to fit in their rotation are going to be the guys who make Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler better. Brady, what did you take from some of the things that he said as camp broke. I think it's 100% true when you kind of put him in those brackets, like you were saying, and I was even thinking about it to myself. Uh, I asked him, I don't, I don't even remember which day, but I asked him after one of the camps about Caleb Martin and about maybe if there's some like more in the tank of him playing more isolation or pick and roll stuff. And he kind of like threw it to the side in terms of like, yeah, like he can do it, but I don't know if we are going to do it. Like maybe we can get to it eventually, but it's not. And I think that's because he's in that second bracket still. 
Like he's not the Tyler's and the Bams and the Jimmy's that they are forming this whole offensive plan around. Uh, they still want Caleb to be the guy that he was in a lot of this last season and even in the playoffs, like be that reactionary guy that they're going to help off of when you get it spot up. So if they close out, you react, but they're not going to make, let him just fully off the leash and say, you go do this, this, and this. And then all of a sudden now he doesn't have a simplified role. So I think you're onto something there. I think there's definitely that, that next layer, which is probably the, the Caleb, Josh Richardson, Duncan Robinson type bracket that you're going to kind of assume what they're going to provide. Um, and then I think you you characterized it well with the Jaime and Jovich one because I think they're the sole two guys in the bracket. Like, there's nobody else in their tier. It's one of those guys has to pop. Ideally, both of them. Uh, but one of them kind of has to. It's hard to say both just because there's we're talking about so many rotation guys you can fit in. But they need one of those guys. And I think that's why you're th- – the, I think that bracket of those two guys is why he's saying to himself uh, – that he doesn't know what the rotation is like that. He's waiting on it to see what it is because he's saying to himself, like you two guys have to figure it out. Like you two guys have to prove it to us. We're not going to just throw you in a rotation right now on a Wednesday on the second day of camp. We want to see you make you guys earn it. And then we'll see where we are in the first day of the regular season. So I think they're kind of putting that in their head to make them try to prove themselves, but they're also trying to see it for themselves. Cause I don't think they fully know what they have until they kind of see the role that they have with what you said around Jimmy Bam and Tyler. I'm glad you mentioned Josh and Duncan because I should have mentioned them in the Caleb bracket because I, I I agree. I think those three guys, even though um, one of them is going to start and likely in our view, it's going to be Josh. But those three guys are kind of together where they have a sense of what the floor is. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it, the ceiling may not be that much higher. I think for Caleb, it could be. It's interesting. I had a conversation with Caleb on the side about some of the stuff we've watched him doing the elbow stuff uh, where, you know, the back to the basket stuff, the ISO stuff. He believes it's in there. And he said to me, look, I just want it to be available to them. I, I want them to know they can go to it. And that's why I think Caleb is a perfect fit as a six man, because it'll be featured more as a six man, particularly when Jimmy's off the floor. But I do think they look at again, it, uh, they would like Lowry and Love to be in the same bracket because they think that in limited roles, they can provide something still at their age if they're monitored. And then again, it's the Caleb, Josh, sort more and Duncan more sort of towards the middle of their careers that they put in that bracket. And it brings back something else that uh, a Heat executive has said to me many, many times. Greg, he's, he's always said to me, we like this is why they're talking about a 15 man roster. Now we know they're not going to go to 15 because they don't want to pay the tax and fill that last roster spot, but they do have the two ways now, which gives them a little bit more flexibility. But he would always say to me, when we got 15 guys, we kind of want five, five and five, right? Like five vets that, you know, again, we can count on. That's when Udonis was part of that category when he was still, you know, more playable Then the five kind of right smack dab in the middle of their careers. And then the five that have growth. Okay. If you look at this roster, they kind of have that right yeah. now. It is a five-five-five roster in a lot of ways. Maybe not exactly, but I think that's why Eric likes it because it does give him uh, some flexibility. But I think Brady just hit on it. I think with Hakez and Jovic, it's we don't know. It could the 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 floor and the ceiling are higher for those guys. Whereas for Josh, Caleb, and Duncan, as long as Duncan has his confidence, it's it's much. It's much narrower, okay, yeah. what the range is going to be there. And honestly, for Haywood Highsmith, I think it's much narrower. It's kind of like, okay, Haywood's not going to all of a sudden become an 18-point scorer, 
But if he can knock down a couple of threes, he becomes a little bit more efficient, maybe as a finisher, those kind of things, maybe develops that floater he talked to us about on media day. Then he's PJ Tucker. Like like PJ Tucker. Right. But they know, like, if they put Haywood out there, he's not going to bleep the bed, right? Like he didn't during the playoffs. They feel comfortable with that. But the upside for Jovic and Hakez may be higher. And I think that is what is interesting about this preseason is whether or not he goes for reliability and dependability or whether he goes for the springier guys in terms of where they could be and how fast they're going to get there. It's it's going to be a little bit of both. And this is when we talk about like, what are we looking for in the scrimmage and the first preseason game and particularly the guys we're looking for the scrimmage is a little different because like they mix up the rosters and the, and the lineups. And it's so like, I I don't really want to go into like, what are we looking for in the scrimmage? What am I looking for? No one to get hurt. That's what I want to happen in the scrimmage. Other than that, have fun. And that's that. When we look ahead though, and I would encourage everyone to read Cooper Moorhead's piece on uh, heat.com. It was really, really informative coming out of training camp. And there were a few things that I, that came out of that that I think are worth mentioning. But I'll start here. When I'm looking at like this roster, you're so right. We we know what we're getting from the top of it. We know we what we're getting essentially from the, the core guys around the, the roster. So at the beginning of the games, when those guys are in, I just want to see some fluidity to how they play. That's what I don't want it to be really choppy. If you're asking like, if I'm going to get really finite with what I'm looking for, I'd like there to just be a little bit of chemistry shown up front. But after that, after that initial moment, it's all about watching how individuals are responding, how duos are responding, lineups, trios, things like that. Um, and Brady even alluded to some of this on Twitter, but we talk about like Jamal Kane. He came out of camp and in, in that piece by Cooper Moorhead, he said his primary thing about the preseason is point of attack defense. He wants to go full court on, on guys. I didn't know that, that that was where he was heading. So like he's trying to find his niche that way. RJ Hampton has talked a lot about that and his pedigree and that he only wanted to be in Miami. And he basically said, I'll take any role you'll give me just to be there for a year. That interests me to see how he reacts in the preseason. Um, Cole Swider, who y'all mentioned has been, they put him through the same drills that they did Duncan in the same facility when Duncan was coming up. That all that those parallels, that's the stuff where you're looking for a couple of those guys, the unknowns, because this is where we come back, Ethan, to what you've talked about, about like we didn't know we had Gabe and Max until we had Gabe and Max. That's part of what I'm looking for in preseason is like who's going to be those next guys and who's taking the jumps. And because we've heard about all of them and there's positive stories about everybody to some degree coming out of camp because there should be. Um, there's been a little less noise about certain guys than others. We're not going to, we don't need to go into that. The preseason, I think is where you start to see who Spo um, is going to reward most um, based off of what we don't get to ever see. And then obviously it's what guys pop enough where you can go into the start of the regular season and say, all right, we're comfortable plugging him in for 20 minutes off the bench to start the year. And the other thing that Spo got into was he called this a completely drama free camp. And he indicated that last year necessarily wasn't that. And we had talked about that last year, about the ambition and certain guys kind of wanting starting spots. And he didn't mention guys specifically when he spoke to me, but we know Depot 
wanted a specific role at that point. Tyler had made it clear, right? Uh, Yurt had made it clear what he thought his role should be. Uh, he said it was drama free. Now we didn't get into the Kyle thing specifically. That was the one thing that seemed to be a little bit of drama, but he, he said it was upbeat, very positive. Uh, and again, we'll see. I think what you're getting at here that's interesting though, is usually you will tell who he is kind of focusing on based on give, him giving them longer opportunities and more rewards. But I actually think it may turn out to be the opposite this time that there are guys that he's not quite sure if they can do this or that. But again, with Haywood Highsmith, he is sure about what he could do. And so I don't know if we should overreact if a certain guy that we thought was going to get a bunch of minutes during this period of time doesn't, because it may just be he's got a comfort level with with that player. And again, it may be a little bit narrower in terms of you know how much upside that player has, but he's not going to sweat it. And he kind of knows, again, okay, this guy I'm good with, I want to see. I want to see if RJ Hampton can be mm-hmm. efficient as a shooter so that I could put him on the floor if he's going to pick up full court and he can do those kind of things. So I think that's that's going to be interesting. Drew Peterson and Cole Swider, it seems so far that Cole Swider has moved ahead based on what players have talked about. But who knows? He might he might give Drew Peterson a long look during this just to see if they have something there and he's a two-way that they want to keep. I, I think that when he talks about, again, having the, the top-end guys be the same, he I, I think it, it really does come down to, in some ways to if they're going to utilize these two ways and these guys are going to maybe even play for this team, he wants to know, can he plug him in on a road trip if he's got a bunch of guys who are injured and this guy can actually contribute and complement whoever is left. So I think that's something uh, to watch also. And to be clear on this, the scrimmage, he's going to rotate different lineups. Uh, We're going to be out there on Monday night. He's going to, you know, and everybody's going to make a big deal about who the first five are, particularly if it's Josh and Tyler in the starting lineup together. Now we're hearing Caleb may not play. Um, Caleb uh, has some knee tendonitis. After we were told that, though, I watched him do a 20 minute workout on the court and work up a full sweat. So I don't think it's anything serious. Uh, he was walking fine and all that, but he may not play on Monday. And there may be a couple other guys that they hold out. They might hold Kyle out on Monday, yeah. honestly. Um, and so if that's the case, you know, Jimmy, I think will get out there because the fans and the scrimmage and all that, he'll play him a little bit, but I wouldn't read too much into the lineups, but I am curious to see what Josh and Tyler look like together. I'm curious if the two of them are out there together, who's handling, uh, you know, who is the quote unquote point guard, even though they keep telling us that doesn't matter. Who's bringing the ball up the floor? That's one of the things uh, that I'm definitely looking forward to. And Tuesday, again, we see tonight, Boston played its starters a long time tonight. Phoenix did also as the as the preseason opened. Will Spolcher with just five preseason games go to those guys a little bit more and then kind of use some of a couple of the games as just sort of the G League tryout games and kind of see who who he wants to push for the uh for the two ways. All right. When we come back, we're gonna do an ad. Uh for a couple of our sponsors here, including our friends over at Manscaped. I also want to mention prize picks, use the code five F I V E get that initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. When we come back, we'll start to zero in on some of those guys that we want to see, if not necessarily on Monday, maybe more so on Tuesday. 
Football season is back, and you know what that means. Touchdown dances, Sunday tailgates, and epic fantasy showdowns. But, fellas, let's not forget the real MVP of the season, introducing the all-new Beard Hedger Pro Kit by Manscaped, your ultimate luxury beard grooming experience. This kit is your secret weapon for staying sharp on and off the field. Don't fumble this opportunity. Head to manscaped.com and elevate your grooming game with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. You heard that right. 9 million men or 109 MetLife stadiums. That we shouldn't be talking about New York. So go to manscaped.com. It's not even New York. It's New Jersey. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Again, 20% off and free shipping with the code 5RSN. Your grass is not artificial. Keep it shaved with Manscaped. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, we're back on five on the floor. I've got Brady. I've got Greg. All right, uh, Brady, give me, give me a guy. Give me a guy that you're just curious about. I mean, we've kind of hit on everybody a little bit, but I, I've – want to just spin back to RJ Hampton because I feel like he's the most intriguing one that I think there's, there's still stuff to see like the defensively, like there was a lot of hype around him toward the end of that camp, uh, which tells me because it, it like slowly just got more and more throughout the camp where it's like, he kept like drawing more eyes, like the longer that he was out there on the court, uh, which says a lot. Like, I think the defensively, I want to see what his skills are defensively, like out there, like, like if he's a kind of in your, uh, grill type of defender like a Haywood Highsmith like because that's kind of his thing or if it's like more of a laid-back defender kind of containing like a Caleb or something like that like it, there's different type of elements there but the offense is kind of the intriguing part you're talking about handling uh, the thing I feel like I, I that they're leaning toward in camp with RJ Hampton is trying to just give him on ball reps like we talk about the shooting which could really be good because that's probably be his role most of the time if he's next to the Jimmys and the Bams and Tyler's but he's, they're really trying to see what he has in terms of the point guard position because he's not a one and he's not a two. Like he's not yes. really either because he's not a spot up shooter and he's not a like a passive point guard. He's a combo tweener. Like that's just what he is. So they're going to try to lean and see which direction they can lean into more. And it feels like to me, they're going to try to lean in more to the point guard position, not just because I feel like there's a better chance of him doing it, 
they also need it. <laughs> like they also <laughs> need him from, from uh, with this current roster. And then obviously I'm not going to take all the guys, but I just want to say Drew Smith as well, because I think nobody wants to like out of like the intrigue part. I don't think there's like a lot of intrigue among the fan base in like a Drew Smith type, because you were talking about the high floors and high ceilings. Right. Those guys are complete opposites. And that's why it's kind of when you're talking about Spo saying it's a good balance, like it is because you have a guy like Drew Smith where you'll probably see more of RJ Hampton in the preseason because they want to see to your point, what they can get from him. Whereas like, okay, they're like, Oh, Hampton's over Drew Smith in the pecking order. But in reality, they're like Drew Smith's sitting here playing less minutes because we know what we can get from Drew Smith. We know right. his turnover is going to be down. We know he could set up an offense. We know he's not going to make many mistakes. Uh, and defensively, he's kind of always there. He's not going to make many mistakes defensively either at his position. So uh, I think to your point, that's the stuff that you'll see, but I still am intrigued to see kind of how, specifically how they utilize RJ Hampton tomorrow. Yeah. And, and the point to make on that is that Bouye was the sort of uh, more variable of the point guard prospects that they had and they mm-hmm. let him go. They, and, and they actually, they played him quite a bit in summer league, but they ultimately let him go. And Drew Smith just keeps hanging around. And some of these guys that just keep hanging around, they hang around enough that they find their way into the fringe of the rotation. And then two years later, they're getting contracts from the Lakers for $8 million, for uh, $8 million a year or more. I'm not saying that's going to happen with Drew Smith, but one of the things to look at. Um, Greg, who are you looking to see? Well, Brady took my since he went with two guys, he took the guy I was going to go with, which was Drew Smith, so that we kept this consistent and made it about the guard room because that is the elephant in the room of of Heat fans is what what is the full guard rotation going to look like? And Hampton and Drew Smith are two of those guys, right? So I'll pivot and I'll say I'm watching those shooters. There's only mm. Brady and I, so I, I can get a couple in here. I want to see from the shooters who looks functional, who looks available to uh, contribute immediately, um, who is finding their spots and letting it fly. The easy answer here, by the way, just so all the listeners know, was Jovic and Hawkes. Duh, that's what we all want to watch. But I feel like that's such low-hanging fruit. So to me, it's more about did they find another diamond in the rough from a shooting perspective? Because those are those little things. Do you remember when Duncan came on the scene and no one knew who the hell he was and he was Mm -hmm. just open all the time and he had historic numbers? Like, I I just think that that's the kind of stuff that can just supplement this type of roster in a way where it takes them from being a five seed to a three seed. Like those are the differences is like one guy finding his way into 41.9% field goal shooting from three all year on okay volume when he's out there, who's going to be that guy. So of the shooters, whether it's Peterson, whether it's Swider, um, I guess there's probably other guys that think that they can shoot. Everyone thinks they can shoot. So there's probably a couple other guys at the end of the bench too. Um, but that's what the, the guys I'll be watching for early in preseason. So there's one guy who's actually been on our podcast twice, and yet I feel like we haven't talked about him very much. He's a player they featured in Summer League. (laughs) When they feature a player in Summer League, it's because they see a role for that player. I think Orlando Robinson is going to surprise some people because I feel like he's moved from a guy who last season was, okay, the just don't screw it up. Don't be as bad as Deadman. Just keep us level, kind of like a Haywood Highsmith in his particular role, to somebody who all of a sudden was dropping 36 points in a summer league game. And he's walking around camp like he thinks he belongs now. And I, you know, we've talked a lot about Jovic puffing his chest out, but there's a skill set there 
that I, I think is really useful to them, whether he plays alongside Bam or not. And I know they went out and signed Thomas Bryant, but remember, Thomas Bryant has had a hard time kind of staying in rotations. Um, he's had flashes where, you know, the, the month with the Lakers, but remember they were really shorthanded at that point. And then he was with Denver last year. They didn't use him as a backup. Orlando Robinson's been in the heat system as opposed to Bryant, which will help him defensively kind of know where to be in the right place. He does not have elite athleticism, but he has touch. He has some feel uh, for the game. He, and, and also he's, and not, this is not to disparage anyone else. He's very bright. He's just, he just feels to me like a heat player. Like he, we, you, you know, you, you talked before about, guys who kind of identified what their role is and what they need to bring honest a lot of guys were and i, I really recommend everybody listen to the podcast because that jumped out too whether it was caleb or josh uh young vets like that duncan spoke about that uh but then hampton spoke about that brian spoke about that they all spoke about it. i need to do this to get i thought out of everybody we had orlando robinson went into the most detail about it and, and i thought had the best handle on it but he's also really sneaky confident. And when a guy is like that, he's seeing things on the floor and he's, he's hearing from them again, they've kept him around. He was somebody that I think we were kind of excited about when they signed him. He was an interesting prospect for them. I think we're overlooking that. I'm not saying that he's going to be a 25 minute a game player, but I feel like you talk about who's next. We should be talking about him more. And again, he is a guaranteed guy if he's on the roster opening night. And I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe he's not going to get that guarantee. I think he's going to be on the roster. Let's watch him. I, and it'd be interesting because Heat fans were excited about him in the in the in the summer. But then if he's playing and Jovic and Hakez aren't, they're going to be complaining because they want to <laughs> see them. Because uh, I know how you all are. Uh, but I I think we've overlooked him a little bit. I okay. I, I I just I just have a feeling. He's not going to pop you, but he's going to look good, I think. I think he's going to look good, and I think he's going to look like a prospect that they they want to keep around. All right, thanks to Brady. Thanks to Greg. We'll be at the scrimmage. We'll be at the preseason game. We'll be everywhere. There's actually three three preseason games and a scrimmage this week. So going to have a lot of content for you here on the channel. Also be doing some wraps on, on playback. Thanks for joining us there. Uh, check it out at playback.tv backslash 5RSN or just download the playback app and type in five reasons sports. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reasons sports network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.